Welcome to Riverbend Church's podcast, and thanks for listening. Riverbend is a church in Hernando, Mississippi, that is focused on our calling to restore the community around us. For more information, visit rbhernando.church. We hope you enjoy the message. It wasn't too long ago that, uh, uh, it's been a couple of years, but it wasn't too long ago that um, the family and I drove up to Bartlett and we were searching for my childhood home. And uh, some 37 years ago, in this house, there was a decision made. And that decision changed the trajectory of my whole life. 30 years ago, I can still take you to the place where a decision was made. It, it was made as I was trying to be like Tony Hawk. He's still at it too. He is still at it. He's old. He's older than I am. And he is still at it, trying all kinds of tricks on a skateboard. But I found myself in the city park in Houston, Mississippi, trying to go up and down a quarter pipe, trying to do all these types of tricks. And as I was there by myself, I sat on the curb of the sidewalk and just started a conversation with the Father. And it was as if He was sitting right beside me. The conversation was going on, and there was a decision that was made when I was 15 years old. And those two decisions, a decision to follow Him as an 8-year-old, a decision to surrender my life to Him as... One who would go and to the ministry and do whatever he desired for me to do. Those led me on a journey of a decision that took place in the summer of 2006. In the summer of 2006, I had two friends. I had more, but these two friends. Not many more. I mean... But these two friends, uh, one was a pastor of a church plant in Hernando and another was a pastor of a church plant in Senatobia. We were serving on a some committee for the state and we were driving down to Jackson and I was asking them, knowing that they were about to plant a church, those two churches, Longview Point here in Hernando, Life Point in Senatobia, that those two churches were coming together to plant a church the church that I was pastoring, I wanted us to be a part of. And I asked them, when are you planting? Where are you planting? We want to be a part. And from that conversation, multiple other conversations began with the end of those conversations being, no, I will not be your church planner. Go find somebody. Finally, in November of 2006, I agreed Paige and I had prayed numerous times, this is what God wanted for us. And I accepted the call to be the church planner of River Bend Church. Today we are here to celebrate 12 years. 12 years. I know a number of you thought that it was 13. I wish I wouldn't have listened to you. No, I'm just kidding. You shouldn't have listened to me. But 12 years, thinking back for 12 years, 
a number of Sundays uh, out in the Lake Cormorant Middle School where the service smelled more like Thursday and Friday lunch than pretty much anything else. Stacking chairs, putting out chairs, putting out the sound system, taking up the sound system. Moving into town, 12 years. This morning I want us to... uh to talk about decisions as we celebrate River Bend's anniversary. I want us to talk about decisions that are made as a body, decisions that are made as individuals, and that it's more than a decision. Because if it was just a decision in Bartlett 37 years ago, the trajectory of my life would not have changed much. If it was just a decision... 30 years ago in Houston, Mississippi, trajectory would not be the same. Or even 12 years ago, that summer of 2006. But all of those decisions and those decisions that you make as well on a daily basis, those decisions are backed up with action. Because there was action, it meant everything, those decisions that I just spoke to you about. Because there was action brought about after the decision. And because there was action after the decision that we're going to read about in Joshua chapter 24, there's change. If you have a copy of God's Word, turn to Joshua chapter 24. We're going to start in verse number 14. And I'm going to read for us down through verse 23. And hopefully you'll be able to hear me. If you don't have a copy of God's Word, the verses will be on the screen behind me. Joshua chapter 24, starting in verse 14. Now therefore, let me stop right there for a second. Joshua is speaking to all of Israel. He's got them gathered up in Shechem. And he is speaking to of Israel here. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods of that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land that you dwell. But as for me, and as for my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight preserved preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. Look at verse 18. The Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. 
He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And all the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. And he said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you. Incline your ear to the Lord, the God of Israel. Heavenly Father, as we spend a few moments in this passage and a few others, God, would you speak? Would you speak to our hearts, Lord? This is your word. God, would you drive it deep in us? So that we might understand actions after decisions. Actions after decisions, Father. As a family, a faith family, as a church, thank you. You have worked, you continue to work. We trust that you will continue to work in us and through us for your name. I ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. Two statements and truths from this passage for us this morning and the time that we have today. First is this. First statement is this. A look back in faith emboldens one's present. A look back in faith. If you and I look back in faith over those days, those years, that life, that decision, if you look back in faith, it emboldens, it solidifies, it gives strength to where you are in the present. Where you are at this very moment, if you and I would look back in faith, it emboldens one's present. This wasn't the first time that Joshua challenged the people of Israel. It wasn't the first time in those last few weeks of his life because he's coming to the end of his life. And if you read the rest of the passage, you see that there are three burials that finish Joshua. Joshua's burial, the high priest burial, and then the sons of Joseph bury the bones of Joseph in Israel. Those three burials close out the book of Joshua. So Joshua is spending his last moments with the children of Israel that he has led through this land. He has fought with on the other side of the river, Jordan, and on this side as they have walked into their inheritance. And he is coming to the end of his days and he is saying to them, Hey guys, you've got a decision to make. River Ben, you have a decision to make. Sir, ma'am, Individuals, you have a decision to make. Every single day we have decisions. Some of those decisions that you and I face on a daily basis, we think, oh, they're just a daily decision. But the action that is put in place after that decision carries for quite some time. Look back one chapter to Joshua chapter 23. Joshua 23, I want to read for you something that sounds very much like what we just read, but there are a couple of points that I need us to draw our attention to. 
Joshua chapter 23 verse 1 says this, a long time afterwards, so a long time after they started in Jericho and saw that destruction and Ai, a long time after as they're walking through the land, as they're conquering the land, a long time after when the Lord had given rest to Israel from all the surrounding enemies and Joshua's old and well advanced in years, Joshua summoned all Israel its elders, its heads, its judges and officers, and said to them, I am now old and well advanced in years. And you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all the nations for your sake. For it is the Lord, it is the Lord your God who has fought for you. Behold, I have allotted to you as an inheritance for your tribes, those nations that remain along with the nations that I have already cut off from the Jordan to the great sea in the west. The Lord your God will push them back before you just as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, therefore, be very strong to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, turning aside neither to the right hand nor to the left, that you may not mix with these nations remaining among you or make mention of the names of their gods or swear by them or serve them or bow down to them. But you, you shall cling to the Lord your God just as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out before You, great and strong nations, and as for you, no man has been able to stand before you to this day. One man of you puts to flight a thousand, since it is the Lord your God who fights for you, just as He promised you. Be very careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. Joshua coming to the end of his life and Being so, he is looking back on what has occurred. Now, some of us have a tendency when we look back, we look back in nostalgia. Yesterday, we were cleaning out this back room. And as we were cleaning out sections of the back room, I saw things that over the last 12 years, we just started hoarding. That's the only other word for it. And and as I was looking at it, I started putting some of the things on stage and I said, oh, we'll show this tomorrow. And there was a sign. There were a couple of signs. There was a tablecloth. There were some T-shirts. There was all kinds of junk that um, that we had in that back room for the past 12 years that has just been with us. And if all we were doing was gathering those things up and looking back at them and saying, oh, look how God, look what God did. And we've stuck back there two years into the plant, three years into the plant, eight years into the plant. So it's not that we're looking back with nostalgia. It's not that Joshua was commanding the children of Israel, hey, don't you remember when the glory days were? When we were walking through this land and we were fighting all these battles. No, no, no. That's not the look that he's asking for them and that's not the look that I'm asking for you. When you look back in faith at what God has brought you through, it strengthens your today. When you look back, sir, when you look back, ma'am, with faith, knowing that God took you through some of the deepest valleys that you've ever traveled, 
not knowing that two weeks from now you're about to travel another deep valley. When you walk up the heights of some mountains that God brought you to a few years back, a decade ago, you will be able to take those same hard steps up another peak when the time comes. Look back in faith. When you look back in faith, it emboldens your today. It emboldened the day that the children of Israel were living in there in Joshua chapter 23 and Joshua chapter 24. Warren Wiersbe has this quote. It's a long quote. I don't know if all of it's on the screen, but the last part of it, I believe, is it states this. The secret of Joshua's success. The secret of Joshua's success. And therefore, the reason for Israel's victories was his devotion to the Word of God. He obeyed God's commandments and believed God's promises and God worked on his behalf. But even more, his devotion to the Word of God enabled Joshua to get to know God better. And he closed the quote with these words. Sir, ma'am, may these words ring true in us as well. It isn't enough to know the Word of God. You must also know the God of the Word. You must also know the God of the Word and grow in our fellowship with Him. It's not just enough for you and me to read the episodes and the accounts from Genesis to Revelation. And think about what happened 4,000 years ago, what happened 2,000 years ago, and everything in between these words. It isn't enough for you and me just to open the book and read some black ink on a white page. You and I must know the one who wrote it. You and I must know him in fellowship, in relationship. Joshua understood that. Joshua lived that. He was challenging the children of Israel to do just the same. And Joshua wanted Israel to look back. He wanted them to look back First and foremost, where they had come from. They had come out of slavery. They had come out of the wilderness. They were sojourners. And now they were people in a land. A land of their own. He wanted them to look back and see the law that Moses had given, that God had given, the Bible of the day, and to live that out. He wanted them to look back. He wanted them to look back on who got them to where they are. It was God and God alone who fought their battles. The look back is one done in faith. It's to see all that he, all that has occurred, all that you have walked through, all that he has brought you through to this point so you can make the right decision today for future days. So Joshua calls the children of Israel to look back. To look back to where God has brought them from and to what has gone before them. And so as I look back, 12 years, first out in Lake Cormorant Middle School, taking down chairs and putting up chairs, taking down tables and putting up tables. And I look back at 75 I believe, baptisms over 12 years 
I say believe because there may have been one year that I totally forgot to take record. And I can't add. We already know that, right? But I do believe that it's 75 baptisms. 12 years, 75 baptisms. 12 years, three families from River Bend sent overseas to serve in the international mission field. 12 years, three location changes. 12 years, marriage after marriage strengthened, marriage after marriage saved. Five church plants that we have financially invested in. Nine church plants that we have physically worked on or worked in. Twelve years. Staff pouring into our lives. Staff serving here and then being sent out to serve abroad. Twelve years. As I look back 12 years, I would have never thought that we would be where we are today. Number one, I never thought that I would be here because I didn't think that you, River Bend, would let me be here for 12 years. But I never thought that we would be in Hernando. It's not where we set out. We set out to be in Lake Cormorant down in the northern part of the delta because there was a huge development that was supposed to be coming. God knew that it wasn't even though we made plans for it to be there. He knew that it wasn't. So two years into our plant, we asked Longview Point if we could come back into town. They outnumbered us. They outvoted us. We were still their plant. They outvoted us like 500 to 1. And I told the leadership of that church, I said, I know you all outvote us. But do you remember for three months, possibly four months, every Sunday I stood on the stage at Longview Point pleading with people to come? And two came. I don't think anybody else wants to come with us. So I don't think that there's going to be a mass exit of Longview Point if you let us come back into town. And the leadership, Pastor Wade, said, yeah, y'all come back in town. So we came back in town. Twelve years. It's been great to see those things occur. But it's just a foundation for what God has Ahead. He doesn't stop by saying, hey, take that look back in faith, and that's it. Second, not only do we see that we need to take those looks back in faith, but those looks back in faith also bring about decisions. A decision is called for that impacts Israel's future. A decision is called for that impacts your future. Look back at the probably the most well-known verse of the passage, chapter 24, verse 15. Chapter 24, verse 15, the second part of that verse. I'll read the whole verse, but we'll key in on the second part. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose today whom you will serve. Whether it's the God of the father of your fathers that they served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land that you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. A decision is called for that impacts the future. 
So you ask, what's the decision? The decision is laid in front of you today, just like it has been laid previous days. Who are you going to serve as an individual? Who are you going to serve? You need to make that decision. Church, as a church, as a faith family, we need to make that decision. Will you and I serve the Lord who has brought us these 12 years to this place, who has provided, who has blessed, who has saved marriages, who has saved lives, who 27, the last count that I had, last count that I had, 27 ministers who were hurt, either self-inflicted or fired by their church for something that they did not do, has spent Numerous Sundays, months in this body, healing. Over 12 years. 27 ministers, families. God has been so faithful. Decision is called for, for you as a body of believers, for us as individuals. Decision is called for. Who are you going to serve? Are you and I going to serve self? Are we going to serve the culture? Are we going to serve sin? Or are you and I going to serve Jesus? It's right there for you and it's right there for me to decide. The questions are there. John Wesley stated it this way. It's a long quote, but stick with me. A resolution this worthy. Speaking of making this decision to serve God. Uh, a resolution this worthy of a hoary-headed saint. We don't use that word anymore. It's a gray-headed saint. Just let you know, that's the definition. You can look it up in Webster's. Of a hoary-headed saint who had large experience from his youth up of the goodness of the master to whom he had devoted himself and the advantages of his service. How much... How much is it to be wished that all who have tasted that the Lord is gracious, all whom He has brought out of the land of Egypt, out of the bondage of sin, those especially who are united together in Christian fellowship, that they would adopt this wise resolution, then would the work of the Lord prosper in our land. Then would the... His Word run and be glorified. Then would multitudes of sinners in every place stretch out their hands unto God until the glory of the Lord covered the land as the waters covered the sea. And that there may be always such a heart in it, in you. Let me exhort all governors of families in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ often to reflect on the inestimable Worth of their own souls. The uncounted worth. The weight of the worth of your own souls. And the infinite ransom. Even the precious blood of Jesus Christ which has been paid down for them. Sir, ma'am, the choice is yours. Yet it comes with a caveat. Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? Yet that choice that is there in front of you comes with a caveat. And that caveat is, if you serve 
the gods of this nation, if you serve the gods of this culture, if you serve the gods that lead to destruction, that is your fate. And if you serve the God who overthrew all of those ites in the land of Canaan, and if you serve the God that Joshua is speaking of here in Joshua chapter 24, there also are consequences or blessings. Looking back into yesteryear, one more time for a final quote, Pastor Evangelist George Whitfield said this about that decision. The first motive for making that decision, I shall mention, is the duty of gratitude, which you, that are governors of families, you owed back to God, you owe to God, your lot, everyone in your house, out of gratitude to bring that decision in front of them. A second, he says this, if it's not out of gratitude, if it's not out of love for your children, if it's not out of a common justice to your servants, nor even the most prevailing motive, self-interest that it might excite, let it be consideration of the terrors of the Lord that persuade you to put in practice this pious resolution in the text. He kind of bookends what he's saying this way. If you want, choose and follow God because of all the great things that He will bring to you. Following knowing that you will not face judgment against Him in all eternity. The decision is before you today. Do you trust God? He has worked in the past, in River Bend's past. He's worked in your past as individuals. Ladies and gentlemen, He has worked in and around your lives. He has physically saved some with health concerns. He has physically saved some marriages, jobs, livelihoods. He has spiritually saved many from the horrors of sin and separation from Him. The question for you and for me, do you trust Him? Joshua comes to the end of his days. Most of us don't have this opportunity. Most of us don't. We don't have the opportunity, knowing that the end is coming, to say, hey, everybody, come in here. Let's, let's have a family meeting because this is it. God afforded him that, and he called all of Israel to a family meeting and said, hey, let me just lay it out for you. If you want to go after the gods of this world, have at it. They're right there. Go for them. But if you're going to serve God, know that there are consequences to that. You cannot do it half-heartedly, River Bend. You cannot do it half-heartedly, Brian. You, you must go after Him with everything that you have because if not, if you half-heartedly chase after God, you will miss Him. Do you trust Him? If you've made a decision to follow Christ, live it out, please. Live it out.
Live it out daily. Live it out by talking about him to those that you come in contact with. Live that decision out by governing your home. Live that decision out in your workplace. Don't be one person at the house or one person in this room and a totally different person at work. It won't work that way. Live it out. The decisions that you make, put action to them. Let me close by saying this. In Joshua chapter 24, the people said to Joshua in verse 24, the Lord our God, the Lord our God we will serve and His voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in place statues and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and he took a large stone and set it up under the terebinth that was in the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone, this stone shall be a witness against us. Not against you, but, but against us. For it has heard all the words of the Lord that He spoke to us. Therefore, it shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. Maybe you have sat here over the last 30 plus minutes and said, why in the world would somebody read from and speak from a book some 3,000, possibly 3,500 years ago. What does that have to do with me? It has this to do with you. That same God, that same God that drove out the nations before the children of Israel, knew that you needed a Savior. That same God desires to give you an inheritance. Not necessarily a, a section of land, and that wasn't just the inheritance that He gave the children of Israel. It was a relationship that He invited them to be a part of, that He invites you and me to be a part of. To come to Him. To trust Him. That He will provide that He will bless, that He will work in, that He will work through to bring about His, His glory and His end in your life and in mine. And the way that He did that, the way that He brought that to completion is through a Savior, His Son Jesus, so that you and I too might have an inheritance through Him. If you haven't accepted Him, he loves you. If you haven't accepted Him, He died for you. He desires for you to know Him. and He desires for you to have that same inheritance as His son and as His daughter. So today, we're going to have an invitation, and the invitation is this. Our worship team is going to come forward. They're going to lead us in a song 
And as they lead us in that song, may you look back over the decisions in your life. Don't look back for nostalgia's sake, but look back in faith, seeing how God has worked in your life to bring you to this point for future days. Because He's not through. Love the verse in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, states this, He, God, who began a good work in you. He began a good work in you. He began a good work in you, River Bend. God is faithful to bring it to completion even to the day of Christ. Might you and I walk there. Father, we come and we ask that you would move inside of us for your glory. You are worthy of all praise. You are king over all things. Father, there are lives that are hurting in this room right now. Barely hanging on. Not knowing what decision needs to be made to get out of the trouble that, Father, we found ourselves in. God, would You show us the decision You want us to make. Father, for those of us that are in the room that know You as Savior and our Father and our Lord, would You afresh and anew put those commands that You desire us to live out this week in our memory one more time? May we obey Father, for those that don't know You in this room. So grateful for verses like those in Romans where Paul wrote and stated that it's Your kindness. It is Your kindness that leads us to salvation. God, You have been kind. You have been kind to allow us in the room. You've been kind to give us Your Word. You've been kind gracious Father would you draw them to yourself you are the only one who can change a heart would you do that so sir and ma'am as we stand and as we sing I invite you to not just make a decision I invite you to put action into that decision so we're going to sing it's a hymn of response, a time that you can respond back to the Father as Alex and the team leads us. You join in. You have been listening to the latest message from Riverbend Church. We hope you enjoyed it. Live Sin.